removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. When you have a problem with someone, you will find anything to turn it into a negative. And this is what is happening with Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. People are waiting for the bottom to fall out. But I do know when you start trying to find the littlest thing to create a problem for a coach that is winning is ridiculous. G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. 800-998-1003. If you'd like to chime into the conversation here. Talking to your New Orleans Saints, college football as well as the fans. What do you think of the 27-14 win over ULM? That was a tough game. Tulane wins. Snaps an A-game losing streak, 45-14. Closes out the season at Memphis on Saturday. Raging Cajun, 42-14. Tenth straight win. 15-game home streak uh, snapped by Liberty. They sacked Malik Willis, a possible top draft pick of the NFL at the quarterback position, seven times. And, yeah, it'll look well. Dan Mullen fired at Florida. Special teams coach will be the interim coach there as well. So, thoughts on all of that. Pell's taking on the T-Wolves tonight. New Orleans beat the Clippers on Friday. Lost Saturday at Indianapolis. Andrew Lopez will chat with us at the bottom of the hour about that as well. Jerry wants to chime into the conversation. Thank you for calling us today. Sir, how are you? Hey, y'all were just talking about whether that was the worst beatdown y'all remember mm-hmm. uh, with the Saints yesterday. Uh, it, it wasn't even close. You know, right. I remember 2014 Carolina mm-hmm. came to town. Oh, and yeah. put a, a beat down on the Saints, 41 Whoop. to 10, and the mm-hmm. Saints showed no life in that game. Uh, so I would say, hands down, that would be the worst one that I remember. Yesterday, they showed at least some life, some fight. Um, I would say it was, it was not even close compared to that 2014 Carolina game. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, were you even like, and look, to your point, Jerry, some of those other games too, like the tough ones for me are the games where you thought you had better talent or you didn't show up or for some reason 
you know, like that Rams game from a couple of years back where, you know, games that cost you, like standings and spots in the stands. I would still, again, be completely shocked this team makes to the playoffs from the beginning of the season because of all the things they had to deal with. So I'm kind of like, ah, and there it is. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what you expect. Like I was talking to my neighbor across the street, but he was like, man, that Saints game stunk. I'm like, well, I don't know what you expect. They, they literally well, don't have their starting the tackles. They don't have Camara. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't well, know what to Coming into this season, we knew we had a salary cap dump. and Yeah. I mean, and we knew we didn't have Drew Brees anymore, and we would have to wonder what we would get out of Winston. And I mean, we knew it was going to be a rebuilding year anyway. And so mm-hmm. the fact that we had some fight with Winston and showing, you know, in the playoff hunt for the first half of the season, and we still could be. You know, yeah. if we get Kamara back, yeah, uh, we still could make a playoff push. Yeah. Maybe Jerry, you're seventh. Currently seventh in the playoff standings yeah. after three straight losses. So you're currently it's not seventh. The end of the yeah, world. yeah. I mean, we we knew we would be a five hundred give or take. Mm-hmm. So, all right, take care. All right, man. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate the phone call. Quick uh, bite from head coach Sean Payton. We'll get to Jay. Back to Philly. They played a good game. Um, obviously, we didn't do the things necessary uh, to win in our league. Um. Pretty much in every phase, uh, turnovers. You know the those were significant. I thought we struggled defending their running game, obviously, and uh, and I thought our return game. You know, we thought we'd we'd have an edge there, and I, I thought that was just average. So, all of us got to do a better job. Um, it's going to be a short week, and. Uh, we're going to have to quickly refocus. So, any questions? Jay, thank you for calling the show. How are you this afternoon? Hey, how are you doing, Gus? Doing well, man. As a as a fifty one year old Saints fan, this is good Saints football. So, <laughs> You're all right. those all You're those right. bandwagon Saints fans that hopped mm-hmm. on in two thousand five get strapped in. Mm-hmm. But look, I, I, everyone's saying what a good job Sean has done. I've never been a big fan of his play calling. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the idea of Sutton Winston. Now that Winston played, you know, fairly well over Taysom Hill, and regardless, something's evidently wrong with Taysom because, you know, having Taysom on the field helps you win, and he's it's more exciting, and there's more of an opportunity to win. Something's wrong with him physically, and if he can't play, put him on IR and play in book. You know, I, I here's the thing. Again, it's something we're going to be talking about here this week, right? I mean, I, I don't know if you can – you can't watch yesterday on, on two fronts. And, again, I don't know – I'm not saying it's necessarily a – thing about Simeon, right? But I think there's a ceiling with Simeon, and I think if the line protects and the guys can catch the ball, he can absolutely manage your game. I think when you have inconsistencies at playmaking and you don't have a playmaker in the backfield, I'm not saying that Ingram isn't, but he's not Kamara, should you consider or wouldn't it be smart when you actually have a playmaker at that position, which the only thing that makes sense, Jay, is he's not healthy. Right, because right. when 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 you're getting smoked fourteen nothing, and I mean, you hadn't even sat down in the first quarter, and and you can clearly, and you saw early in that game, the Saints defense was going to have trouble, 
I mean, you, you were going to have to Completely score agree with possession for possession. And you're down 27-7 before the pick six or, or whatever it was that made it 27-7 with the pick six. At that point, like at halftime, I'm going, you know what? I'm going to need a guy that comes in and can do that. So right. for him to not throw a pass yesterday, for him to not have Something a carry, wrong. he's not healthy. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. There's well, no other way to look at it. All right, so if 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 he can't play, why not put Ian Book in there? Because we aren't going anywhere with Simeon. He's, he's, he's done, you know, a decent job of managing the game. But regardless of how good our defense is, you know, Chauncey gets hurt. Other people get hurt. There's something going on with the defense right now. When those guys aren't in there, that's what it's going to look like the rest of the season if they do if they don't make some changes. So I I I just think they have nothing to lose by playing Ian Book. Yeah, look, I, I, I my my only thing about that is I, I think I can see a yes and I can see a no from this aspect of it. If Taysom Hill is injured and say he goes to IR or something of that nature, then then sure, let's see. But at the same time, as I said, they're currently seventh in the playoff standings right now. So oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, I, my my point is this: Ian Book is going to have to learn things that Trevor already knows, and we're not losing completely. Because, like, Trevor had his worst game easily, right? Since starting with the Saints yesterday. That said, you know, so I mean, so, but again, his offensive line was you, me, Jordan, and Buddy. I mean, like, they were terrible. I mean, they were absolutely dreadful yesterday. So if he had trouble, Ian Book's going to be. Oh, no. I I understand what you're saying. With that. And and if something is, something's wrong with Taysom, don't play it. But sure. if he can sit back there and, mm-hmm. and not play Iron Ed Haywood, and you know, and if he can be safe right. as possible back there and play, he should have been playing, you know, ten weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So my my point is, you have absolutely nothing to lose by by putting in the rookie because this team's not going anywhere. The Saints have problems, you know. It'd be a better draft pick. And, and he gets to learn. He, he doesn't have a wide receiver to throw to, but at least he gets to learn. Yeah. Thank you, Gus. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it so much. So, Coach Payton, again, he was just asking, what was Taysom Hill's status yesterday? Yeah, he was the backup quarterback, really, in, in the event we needed him. Um you know, we were we were lucky to have him up just in that role. So you heard him just in that role. You heard him? He was the backup just in that role. I, I, I just, I have to believe that that's because he's not 100% healthy. I could be completely wrong. But when you see an offense struggling... And again, I said on two fronts. A, you saw the Saints struggle on offense. Lack of weapons. He is your weapon. He is a weapon. The other front, which is what I'm throwing out there for you guys, I don't think of your opinion. Did Philly show you a blueprint of what it could be? Go back to Sean Payton, I mean to Drew Brees, 
at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, Pro-Am Wednesday. He's talking about what the Saints could do and that he absolutely feels Taysom Hill could be a starting quarterback in this league if you built an offense around his skill set. His skill set is legs first, arm second. I mean, again, I don't know if it's the kind of football you want to watch. I don't know if that you're built to it. I'm just saying this year, with your lack of receivers, do you try it? Can you turn it around? The Eagles were dreadful for a good third and a half of the season. And then in the last four games now, including yesterday, they went to the, we're just going to run it. Your quarterback ran it 18 times yesterday for 69 yards. He rushed for 100 yards, but he ran it 18 times. His average was 3.8. He wasn't gashing you every time. But out of those 18, he has the ability that on two and three of those, he can get a touchdown, which he did. Do you not think Taysom Hill could do that? Could Taysom Hill run it 15, 18 times, and what if two or three of those, he breaks it for a touchdown? Sanders, a running back, 16 carries. Could that not be Kamara? Howard, a running back, 10 carries. Could that not be Ingram? I'm just wondering, moving forward, if you're banged up on the O-line, you're not that deep, and you're not that good, maybe why not? Or is it because of the lack of the offensive line that you do that? I don't know. I, I'm honestly just throwing it out there. Because just praying it's going to get better is not. Right? Rafael Esparza quickly, plus your phone calls next on ESPN New Orleans. It's fall savings times at Barker Kia, which means you can save on our entire lineup of new Kias. These Kias are packed with value and technology. Best of all, these new Kias come with our famously low Barker Kia price. Take a look at the all-new Ultra Sporty 2022 Kia K5, a rebellious design built to rule the road with an 8-inch touchscreen and lane-keeping technology that all comes standard. Or drive home in a new 2022 Kia Sorento, the third-row 7-seat SUV that comes standard with family favorite features like smartphone integration and of course we have to mention the all-new kia carnival mpv the suv inspired van has a radical departure from the usual now that says it all so come save during the fall savings time at barker kia and get our famously low barker kia price and you know all these new kias come with a 10 year 100,000 mile powertrain warranty that's barker kia and homer or shop online at barkerkia.com come see me people warranty is a limited powertrain warranty see kia.com or retail Taylor for details. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette, plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply, 985-223-8807, Highway 311 in Homa. Today's pros need today's tools, and nobody understands that better than the Home Depot. Our app makes it simpler to get supplies ordered and delivered. Our online project calculators cut guesswork and last-second supply runs. Job site delivery puts what you need where and when you need it. And rental puts the right equipment in your hands, but not your overhead. That's how today's pros get more done. New tech, new tools, old-fashioned hard work. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. 
That man's got some stones. Believe me, he is no wood. His legend lives on. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Got a lot to get into. Jay, we'll get to you after Raphael. He is our guest. Schedule for this segment if you want to hold on for a few minutes. We can come to you before the bottom of the hour, I promise. I'll wrap up with Raphael's enough to give you uh, your thoughts. First off, good afternoon, Raphael. How are you? Pretty good. How about yourself? What is, this, what is your guest caller thoughts that uh, Saints are going to win a Super Bowl? They're going to turn things around and win uh, every game straight? No, it's on Taysom okay. Hill. It's whether or not the Saints should go Taysom Hill or not. And what, look, let me ask you this along those lines, because I wonder if Philly showed a blueprint to maybe kind of go in that direction. Can Philly continue to win this way where they're just, they carry the ball 50 times led by their quarterback? I think so. I mean, we've seen the success of Baltimore. We've seen the success of other teams. I think they run the ball too much, but I think that opens up the passing for the second half. We did see some wide open uh, passes in the middle of the field. Uh, for the Eagles throughout the game because of their uh, running attack. We've seen in the in Phoenix. I mean, the Cardinals do the same thing. I think one of the things that was surprising when I looked at yesterday, Cardinals road win, Bengals yeah. road win, Niners road win, Washington road win, Finns road win, Texans road win, Ravens road win, Colts road win. Am I, when I call people like you, just betting on road teams now? Pretty much. I mean, we thought the road teams that were successful last year was because there was no fans. In mm-hmm. all sports, NBA, NHL, baseball, road teams were winning at a, I don't want to say record pace, but some really good road wins. Uh, I thought it was going to be totally different this year with fans in the stands in the NFL, but boy, has it been totally, totally wrong. And, and another big win for the books yesterday because of some, again, big upsets in the league. At VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow Rafael Esparza. Um, I think one of the things that also stood out to me watching yesterday too, I, I in the NBA, look, the the Warriors, you know, the the Suns, they look kind of of the dominant sort of look, right, in the league. Maybe one or two you can look at in the East. I don't know if I see that. Who's dominant in the NFL? Like right now, you see them play. I'm like, they're going to win. I thought it was the Packers, and then they lost to Minnesota yesterday. Who Who's a dominant team to you, using that word? I would say right now in the AFC, uh, I'm sorry, it has to be the Patriots with the way they're running the ball and their defense. That We all thought Buffalo was going to run away. We all thought the Ravens were going to run We all thought Tennessee uh, was going to uh, run away. New England's playing, probably playing uh, the best football right now and they've won five out of six conference play that's huge uh for trying to win the afc and the nfc you're 100 correct we thought it was the packers uh, it's not that bad of a loss to lose to minnesota sure. uh, i, I still think the packers are up there let's see what tampa bay looks like uh tonight but i would have to say arizona is one arizona. packers yeah. two maybe uh, dallas three yeah i mean what two straight wins or three straight wins now without kyler murray with colt mccoy uh, that's three straight. Uh, yeah. and, and you know what? They've won six straight on the road. That's yeah. unheard of. Yeah. No. Look, I mean, they're a dominant team. I, I, I would. You have to say that, right? I mean, they're nine and two. That's that is a tough team, for sure. All right, you mentioned it today for those that are trying to get a little extra Christmas change in their pocket. Tampa Bay, eleven point favorites at home, hosting the Giants. This seems low. It does, but I mean, the Giants are getting healthy. They're not playing that bad uh, of football. I think they can hang around. If Tom Brady's going to throw the ball over the field, I know they're going to have Gronk, but no 
Uh, they are missing some pieces on offense. I think the Jets, Giants can hang around and maybe get back to a cover. I could see Tampa Bay winning by 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they cover. I like the Giants to cover. I think it's going to be an under game. This is a, it's a big number, a half a century. The total's 50. I'll take the under in this game, but I think the Giants can hang around. Mm. Just saying. I don't know if you have a stat or not, but how many uh, wins after Tom Brady cuts his post-game presser short like it did last week? He was very, very unhappy. Uh, very, very unhappy. I don't know whose who's press conference was quicker, his or uh, Pete Carroll yesterday. Yes, he left. He left and then came back to finish. <laughs> Look, he's done, right? I mean, like that that's done. Like, we should be calling for Russell Wilson, shouldn't we? Here we go. Sure, what? Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be out there. The Saints will be picking up. But we'll be calling a lot of teams for quarterbacks. Well, let me tell you something. Uh, Who's the number one quarterback in the college? Uh, who do you think is the first quarterback taken? It's probably one of the weaker quarterback drafts I have. Yes. I think Matt Carroll uh, will probably be maybe the first one. I think maybe a taller quarterback, like maybe a strong from Nevada or Carolina, or North Carolina's quarterback that mm-hmm. I think will boost her up the rankings when uh, when all okay. season's done. But, yeah, it's probably one of the weaker quarterback drafts. Yeah, Malik Willis has had some not-so-good games as of late, and especially uh, the Cajuns sacked them seven times in the win uh, against Liberty over the weekend. All right, college football and Jay, give me a few more minutes here with Rafael Esparza at VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow at Dan Mullins done. Okay. So he's not even coaching the rest of the season. He was gone. He's fired. Adios muchachoed. Um, Billy Napier's name being mentioned over there as well. Lane Kiffin reportedly, my people as well. Like, Hey, he'll take it. It seems like Lane will take any job. Really? The U is one he's interested in. What job is Lane Kiffin not interested in? Is that, is that accurate? That is accurate. He's pretty. He likes the state of Florida, so I would not be shocked if he goes back to one of those. But I heard that he likes the U job, but he also will want to bring in Coach O as maybe his defensive coordinator, or offensive coordinator. Uh, that'd be kind of interesting. That'd be something I would watch pay per view. That should be hard knocks of uh, uh, Coach O and uh, uh, Kiffin. I would watch hard knocks. Okay. I would finally you're, you're, watch hard knocks. You're the fourth person to tell me that in the last four days. Kiffin and O it. to the U. That's a Netflix show. That's cable. That's, that needs to be cable. That rumor is burning a lot of uh, press, so I would not be if there when there's smoke. I usually tell people there's always fire. Okay. Um, I saw that. Let's see, Virginia Tech as well parted ways last week. Let's see. Um, uh, it was one that just happened, and oh, Troy parted ways with the coach. What? What is with everybody parting ways with coaches here? It's win now, and so it's what it is, and it's and it's, 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 it's it helps in things when you have the portal open. So, P teams want to get those portal kids in and try to make a big splash. If you don't make a big splash, they don't blame okay. the kids; they blame the coaches. That is true. Uh, Fisticuffs per Twitter. It's a pretty good fight. Yes, uh, very good fight with Crawford. Uh, I, I was I, I'm a little bit shocked that Porter's dad stopped it. I, I heard that he was going to retire no matter what the outcome was. So. You really don't want to retire when someone throws a towel and really, really shocked that his dad pulled a boom. Thanksgiving's going to be rough in the Porter house when your dad throws a towel in on Saturday's fight. Mm. Uh, and then uh, Survivor Series, I-, I missed it last night. I did not get the pay-per-view. What, what, what were the highlights? You could have came to my house. The highlight was Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, who really do hate each other. And you mm-hmm. can see their lips saying some unnice words during the whole match. 
Uh, it was. I would highly recommend watching that match. You can really? see the hatred. Yes, really? they, they do not like each other. It's, it's well said and done. They have why some really that? bad words. Why, so why is very, that? Very, why, why is there hatred? Uh, they used to be best friends when they came up uh, at the same time. I just think uh, Charlotte Flair is maybe a little bit jealous. Uh, I think maybe Becky's a little bit jealous when she came back from having a baby. That is all Charlotte's show. So I, it has a lot to do with jealousy. That's good. I like that. I'll ask you one final thing. Then we'll get to Jay here before the bottom of the hour. Has Mrs. Esparza ever uh, posted anything to get your back like Emily Mayfield just did? Uh, she tells the Browns to, quote, get tougher, and then deleted her Instagram story. <laughs> My wife never has my back, especially when it comes to sports, so probably okay. not. She'll brag on me on social media. Okay, no, yeah. I've told my wife, please never, ever, ever go after anybody on message boards or don't, don't. Just, she's gotten angry before. I'm like, no, don't hit send. Don't. <laughs> I rag on, on my twin brother all the time on social media, so he's okay. the one that should be mad at me. Get tougher, though. That's what she says. Get tougher. Yep. Is Baker Mayfield going to get a max deal with the Browns? Yeesh, uh, that's that's a great, great question. Or maybe he'll be the quarterback of your New Orleans Saints. That's all the time we have for Rafael Esparza. And as always, you can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at VSI Doc Sports. <laughs> and uh, you got that TV show coming up here on YouTube, coming up the top of the hour. What is it? Hanging out with the bookie? What is it called again? Uh, hanging out with me and Carver. That's the new show. Hanging out with me and Carver. There it me is. and Carver break down games uh, during the holiday weekend. Hey. He he had like he brought us in for break light. He was my co-host Friday. You missed it. It's really good. Nice, nice. Yeah. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Have a great week. Yeah, for sure. Jay, thank you for holding on, sir. You got about four and a half minutes before we go to the bottom of the hour break. What you got? Yes, sir. Um, I just wanted to comment on the team, the Taysom Hill thing. Um, um, when Simeon came in during the Tampa Bay game, that was totally understandable for him to come in that game due to, you know, due to the fact of the, right. the situation of the game. But when you move on to those next games, just being that we expected Taysom Hill to be our number two QB in the offseason, you know, that's who we expected. If, if, if Jameis was going to win out, then Taysom was number two. And so I thought that from the immediate next step to the next game would have been that Taysom would have been a starter just because it makes defenses prepare for you different. It gives a, an additional threat that can space out the defense. It creates passing lanes. Um, just to use that, even though it was in a sample size, the other two games before well, Taysom did play, but before he sustained the injury, he threw four passes in those two losses. And both of those games, we were talking about how the receivers were dropping the ball and struggling to get separation. But Taysom came in both times and had two completions in a row. His, his threat of his ability to be able to step out of the pocket creates that, that, uh, situation in the secondary where they can't necessarily plaster their guy because if they turn their back, there's always the threat that Taysom can take it to the house or at the very least get a couple of yards and get down because that's what he'll need to do. Now, of course, all of this is based on the fact that hopefully he's not too injured to do so moving forward. I really think that that should have been the direction. We're not, going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that, but right. we, we could be a playoff team and, and fight a bit. Well, and again, that's part of the thing about his health, right? Remember, he had a concussion. He was out three weeks right. because of that. So you wonder if, right, right. if that is an honor, because 
Look, there's two things to this. A, if he's your backup, then you don't want to get him injured in a normal play, and then you don't have a backup if Trevor Simeon gets injured. But also, you know, is there fear or concern? And I wouldn't say fear because that sounds kind of like I'm afraid to use him. But in all honesty, if he's banged up and you're coming back from a concussion or he suffered a severe one, that is maybe a concern. And and now you you wonder with the foot, you know, how much that is. I just, I do think like you, if there's as, as good a time as any, to try it, to see it. It's probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. It's probably now, uh, especially since, look, I don't know who the quarterback is next year, right? So I don't know. Right. I mean, look, in theory, if he was one of the two guys that said was, that you said was going to battle for the starting role, it wasn't Trevor. And again, I'm not, I'm not banking on him. I'm not, not, you know, I'm not like getting ugly with him. It's not. It's just. Right. When you have inconsistencies at the skill position and your offensive line cannot block worth Squidooski, maybe having a guy that can just take off and run might help you. That's all I'm saying, right? I mean, I, I because, right. because rather, <laughs> then rather than you want to, because you stink right. in certain areas. I mean, dude, that offensive line was awful yesterday. I mean, I don't know who could have operated, that, but probably. then I watched the other side of the football and Jalen Hurts and them, they rushed for 50 times. You know, can the Saints right. not do that with Ingram, Kamara, and Hill? Exactly. That's that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. With the way our defense has been playing for the most part of the season, if you could combine that, especially being the fact that we have Ingram back. I, I, I wanted to mention that. I love the fact that we brought Ingram yeah. back. I, I hated the fact that he left. But we understand the game is a business. Yeah, but, um, man, saying, with man, those guys Kamara, in the backfield, I would think Kamara, it would be a threat. Getting Kamara Hill, to your point, in space and having a poor defensive end like Cam Jordan yesterday have to decide, back or quarterback, <laughs> you know, right? I, I mean, Hill has the speed. Kamara has the speed. Here's the problem, though. They're both banged up. So, I, mean, I'm t- I don't know what right. to do right now. I don't know what to do for the Saints. Yeah, it's tough. It's kind of like watching the Pelicans, but we're going to keep moving. Oh, there it is. There it is, Jay. On that note, you know what? You teased us. Andrew Lopez is next. We'll talk about those Pelicans. Thank you, Jay, so much for the phone call. Jack, I'll try to sneak you in right when I get uh, Andrew as well. But let's hit that break because I can bring in our next guest. It's the Sports Hangover on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Have you heard about the Camellia Bay Resort? That casino in Slidell? Well, it's it's really more of a resort, you know, like they have in Biloxi or Bears in Lake Charles and Baton Rouge. So what happened when they opened? Oh, that's in the report that St. Tammany's Economic Development Agency just released. It's nearly 200 pages, seven chapters. Jeez. I know, right? But the numbers are impressive. Says here that resort communities like Camellia Bay, they do pretty well when they open. Really? Yeah, in Biloxi, Lake Charles, and Baton Rouge. Look at these facts. Unemployment down as much as 40%. Wages grew a third. And home values up 20% and more. When the economy booms. Yep, crime goes down. Crime dropped 16% in Baton Rouge and 24% in Biloxi and Lake Charles. Looks like Camellia Bay could do that for Slidell. Yeah, and then the North Shore wins. Download the research and see the facts for yourself. TheNorthShoreWinds.com. Paid for by the North Shore Winds. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. 
It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Freddie Coleman. I don't think you're going to make it in the next couple of minutes. Ian Fitzsimmons. I really don't think I, I'm going to make it through the night. Uh, I don't. Ah, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Oh, them. More of a good thing. He is the king of the reverse jinx. Tom Brady had a chance to speak, and once again, he shows us he's that every man for you. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Cam Atkinson. Just hit the boat! I'm Freddie Coleman. We are, we are Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Weekdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hey, you know what? You might like this. Just tweeted uh, several minutes ago. We are the New Orleans Breakers. That's right. At USFL Breakers. At USFL Breakers is the official Twitter handle for your New Orleans Breakers. The two primary logos they will be using. Go check that out. Andrew Lopez covers your New Orleans Pelicans. Joining us, Jack, I'll come to you right before the end of the segment. How are you, man? Good afternoon to you. I'm uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm, I'm anticipating how much I will have to spend on New Orleans Breakers gear once once that drops. Yeah, no doubt. It looks uh, super cool. Uh, Speaking of, I had a really nice conversation with head coach uh, Chris Finch of the T-Wolves at the bottom of last hour, and I asked him specifically about his philosophy uh, about trying to, you know, build a culture of winning and and using or – and trying to mix young talent that he has and Carl Anthony Towns, who's 26, and Anthony Edwards, who's 20, with some savvy vets. It's, it's similar to what the Pels are trying to do, obviously, with Ingram and, say, Zion. And I thought his answer was very interesting. He said, well, your superstars have to be coachable and they have to want to lead, and, you know, you, you go through that route in that direction. Do, do you think the Pels have that, perhaps, with their two young superstars in Ingram and Zion? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. For Brandon, he's always he's one of those guys who is always in the gym trying to get better. That that's never been a knock on him. He's always tried to be that guy um, from the jump. Really, I mean, you've never heard anything bad about him uh, in in that regard. Uh, and then as for for Zion, we can talk about all the supposed issues that he may have with the front office, but I've never once heard anything he had to say bad about any of the coaching staffs. And that goes right. back to Alvin Gentry. Uh, Stan Van Gundy, or now he he is still very much engaged with those guys. <clears throat> Excuse me, very much engaged with those guys. I mentioned when I when I saw him kind of talking a couple weeks ago, he was talking with Doug Elazar, um, you know, about in game situations for something that he may not have been in for uh, at the time that I saw him, probably another month or so. Right. Um, and he he's very much been engaged with that. I mean, you you see him at games, kind of you know you know some people are like oh he, whatever he does during games. Most of the time, he's still very much like involved and trying to trying to make sure that he he's on the same page with what his teammates are doing. And I think you you do have two very coachable superstars um, that you can that you can build around here uh, in, in the world. 
When you take a look at the weekend, Pels splitting a game. They beat the Clippers here at home and then lose at Indianapolis. What was the big difference, or would you say reason for a win Friday and the reason for a loss Saturday? Um, it may not sound great to a lot of Pels fans, but I think uh, the biggest reason for the win on Friday was uh, the Clippers were playing their fifth game in seven days. They were playing their uh, second of a back-to-back, and, and they just ran out of gas. To New Orleans' credit, the Pelicans really did um, kind of turn things up a little bit in the second half, and only 13 free throw attempts in that game, third lowest, uh, tied for the third lowest combined between two teams in the shot clock era, according to Elias Sports Bureau. So it was a physical game, and I think when you have a team who is playing their fifth and seven down their superstar, uh, if you can play physical, that's going to help you. <laughs> and uh, the Pels want to play physical, and that played into their favor uh, against the Clippers. On the flip side, you know, Willie sat down and he mentioned, look, I don't want to make excuses, but we're fatigued. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to make excuses for them. However, here are the facts around that game. You had a 7 o'clock start on Friday night in New Orleans. You had a 6 o'clock tip-off in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is in the eastern time zone. So that is now, instead of a 23-hour difference, it's a 22-hour difference. That may not sound like much to you and me, um, but in terms of an NBA player, an NBA game, that's an extra two hours that you don't have coming off of a back-to-back. So I, I do think that that played a part in them uh, kind of coming out slow and just never – it never felt like they had their legs in that game. So – uh, big picture, I think you can look at both games this weekend and point to fatigue as an issue, right. uh, one that worked in New Orleans' favor and one that didn't. Speak with Andrew Lopez for ESPN covers the New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA. I think one of the things that I look at with, with a team like Minnesota, I, I love that Anthony Edwards says, I wasn't trying to win the rookie team, I'm trying to win MVP. I love that guy's attitude. He's really good on the court too. Carl Anthony Towns, right? It's a guy that you trade him or you not, are you keeping him? He's a good player. In this matchup tonight, when I see these two teams, I'd like to think at some point in time the Pels are up there with the Warriors, the Suns have won 10 straight. They're not. They're, they're two different worlds, right? It's like SEC and group of five schools. I'm not being ugly. That's just where they are. That said, teams like, I, and I'm going to throw in the Grizzlies, Minnesota, these are teams that are kind of in and around the same rebuilding or or ramping up stage as the Pelicans. Am I wrong with this? Like, you, you can't keep getting beat by Minnesota. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to them, but I think at some point, where's your separation or showing that you can be maybe better than three or four teams in the West? Does that make sense? No, I wish you there, and I agree with you. Uh, this is a situation where this is a, this is supposed to be the team that you're competing against, right? <clears throat> you're supposed to be in the same conversation. Uh, as these squads, maybe maybe not so much much from Memphis. I think Memphis may have been, uh, you know, a a step above you even heading into the season. But when you you looked at the schedule, and we talked about this when it came to expectations for this season, right? What does an expectation for this season look like for this team? And we mentioned Houston, Sacramento, San Antonio, Minnesota, as team Oklahoma City as teams that you should be better than. Uh, on paper, and I think one of the bigger things is we've seen it so far is that uh, 
one of those teams, Minnesota, looks like they have made uh, some strides early. Oklahoma yep. City, uh, as as much as they, I, I love Oklahoma City, but you can kind of see where they are uh, in their process. They're just going to keep playing hard, and they've had some breaks in maybe the schedule that New Orleans hasn't so far, and obviously no no injuries to your main guys. <laughs> but this is a team who, when you played them in Minnesota back-to-back early on, they looked – I wasn't impressed by Minnesota in those games. I've watched other Minnesota games mm-hmm. since then and been impressed with them. I was not impressed with them in either game. You pro- you should have come away with two wins. Uh, you just happened to turn the ball over 30 times right. in the first game. So <laughs> – is that a lot, uh, Andrew? It is a lot. I don't know. It is a lot. <laughs> but you do come back and get that win against them. One of your three of the year uh, is it was against this team. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup, but these are the games that you should win. Um, but it's about consistency. I was talking to uh, Christian Clark of uh, the Advocate Times-Picayune earlier today. And one of the things that, you know, we're, we're just, you know, talking about the game, like nothing, nothing serious, but we're like, there needs to be a level of consistency in this team just yeah. from night to night. Yeah. And I think, you know, you put together a really good game against the club. And again, but for the reasons I mentioned, I could see why they, it, it didn't happen, but you put together a really good game and then, and then you faltered. Let's try and do it again. I think that's going to be, um, a bigger a bigger step forward if they can start to put together some of these you know you know multiple games in a row and I think that's going to be a big step for them. Dude, you read my mind because I'm good at that. that that's really where it, it needs to change, right? In terms of this, like I don't know what I'm getting from the kill Alexander Walker. I'm either going to get a well, I guess there's potential too. There's the potential, Devontae Graham. You know, there's some I I, I don't know. Uh, Ingram, man, 31 one night in a loss. And then, you know, you had that game in Miami and that game, really the last two games really haven't been, you know, offensive outputs. But Valanchunas is the only Pelicans consistent offensive player. I know what I'm getting. Like when you pull up the, the Pelicans schedule on ESPN, um, you know, they have the game scored and to the right of it, it's high points, high rebounds, high assist. Valanchunas is all over that <laughs> on everywhere. So he's the only consistent thing. I know what I'm going to get effort-wise from Herb Jones, but he didn't score in the game against the Pacers. Valanchunas is my only consistent score. I That's not good in the NBA. No, and you, you need to have that. And I think Brandon is that guy when he's not coming off of a hip injury. Um, well, twofold. One, when he's not coming off of a hip injury. And then secondly, teams know, okay, there are certain things I can do right. against Jonas Valanciunas that will take him out of the game. I can I can run the drop coverage. I, I can do different things uh, against him. Right. Uh, on, on the flip side, there are certain things that you know ultimately he's going to get out in if, if you pick on him and pick and roll cover. For Brandon, he's the major offensive weapon who can get his own shot. Look, as JV is going to get a lot of his points and he's going to score his 19, 20, 21 a night. But, okay, maybe he'll hit a three or two now. You know, outside of that game against the Clippers where he was five for nine, I don't know if we'll see him take five, you know, take 
five threes in a game again, let alone nine. Um, he's going to get his stuff around the rim, at the line, putbacks, stuff like that. Uh, teams can key in on Brandon Ingram, and if Brandon Ingram is not healthy, um, you know, that's an issue. He, he gave us the line the other night. I don't know if I'll be 100% this year. Wow. In terms of this is something that he feels like he is going to deal with um, for the rest of the season. Which well, that's not good. Not fantastic. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be 70%, 80%, or anything like that. That just means that right. you know he doesn't feel like he's going to be 100. He can still, still be 95, 98, whatever. Give him a chance. Right. But right. Um, <clears throat> maybe at one point he does get time to take, you know, maybe a game or two off and get it, get it back to where he was. But mm-hmm. for right now, I think it's a little bit of fatigue on his end, working his way back into real, you know, good shape. He's had much better second half so far. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's ultimately just about consistency. And I think ultimately that's going to start tonight um, before, you know, once, once the big fella gets back, then you're, you're in a good spot. But, you know, until that happens, you know, you, you need more than just JV to be out there uh, being a consistent threat. There it is. That's how we will end it with Andrew Lopez because I don't know if he can actually talk longer than 10 seconds. When is the big fella coming? I got I beer and wings on December 1st. Right beer and wings. I got December 1st, Dallas at home. That's my guess. Is that a good guess? I think it is after, but I don't think you're that far off. Okay. Okay. Well, there's only hope, right? I mean, it's, it's going to be like the price is right. Hope, the intern's got right. a date. I got a date. A couple other people have dates. We have them all on sticky notes. It's going to be like the price is right. You know, who doesn't go over? That's where, that's where uh, we're at. I, I, I like your date. I don't, I, I hope your date is right, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think you will be correct. <sighs> Home or road? Does it matter? Or is it just when he's I, ready? I think it's going to be when he's ready. I think they would have a preference to do at home. Yeah. What makes sense? Um, I think they would have a preference to do home, but I, I don't think it's going to be as crucial as it was two years ago. All right. Makes sense. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your time, sir. Enjoy the game tonight. I, I will do my best. Thank you. Beer and wings on that date. Hmm. We'll see. Jack, thank you for holding on through that segment. Uh, I will come back right out of this break, and we'll talk to you, sir. It's the Sports Hangover in your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Teaming up to create a healthier community, Coastal Broadcasting and Thibodeau Regional Medical Center present Health Watch. One injury that is sure to interrupt participation in athletic activity is injury to the anterior cruciate ligament. This is commonly known as an ACL tear. The ACL is considered the athletic ligament of the knee. It functions to resist anterior tibial translation and rotational loads. Both contact and non-contact ACL injuries occur, although non-contact tears and ruptures are most common. A cut and plant movement is the typical mechanism that causes an ACL tear, that being a sudden change in direction or speed with the foot firmly planted. Rapid deceleration moments, including those that involve planting the affected leg to cut and change direction, have also been linked to ACL injuries, as well as landing from a jump, pivoting, twisting, and direct impact to the front of the tibia. 
Female athletes are more susceptible to ACL injuries due to biomechanical factors. So coaches of female athletes especially should incorporate ACL prevention exercises into workout routines. Prevention programs should be started in the off season, well before the playing season begins. Always warm up before playing. It is important to get blood circulating to the muscles before starting a game or practice. Being flexible enough to move freely can help you maintain ideal form. Include stretches for your thighs, calves, and hips, and pay particular attention to any areas that are especially tight. Develop body awareness through strengthening the hips, core, and thighs. A variety of squats and lunges are a couple of exercises that can build strength. Using proper technique is crucial. Develop body awareness through balance. Many injuries occur when an athlete is off balance. Like anything, balance gets better with practice. Begin with sturdy surfaces and advance to uneven footing. Run to a line or cone, plant your outside foot without letting your knee collapse inward to change direction. Move in patterns that take you front to back, side to side, and diagonally. Start by running slowly so you can concentrate on good position. Always jump, land, stop, and move with your knees directly over your feet. Begin by jumping straight upward several times. Spring up, then land with your feet and knees pointing straight ahead. Careful not to let your knees buckle inward. Let your knees bend softly each time you land. Practice proper landing technique until it becomes second nature. Keep your knees bent, your chest high, your glutes back, and land softly. Remember, quality workouts are the key to keeping you safely in the game. Adequate sleep, rest days, and alternating hard workouts with easier workouts are all important strategies to help reduce your risk of injury and make you a strong, powerful athlete. If you have questions about injury prevention strategies, please contact us at the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional at 985-493-4502-493-4502 or www.thibodeau.com, www.thibodeau.com. Health Watch is a presentation of Coastal Broadcasting in Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. For more information on the Sports Medicine Center of Thibodeau Regional, call 985-493-4502 or visit Thibodeau.com. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Individually, collectively, go out to reevaluate. And uh, hurry up, bounce back, learn from the tape, get better, put together a quick game plan because we play on Thursday. That's right. The good thing about it, a little turkey, little full belly, little football. Jack, what you think? What you thinking? How you doing today? Hey, guys, how you doing? Um, look, I, I saw Taysom Hill in college okay. before he bulked up to do the to do the other role. Hello. Yeah, I'm listening. No, before he bulked up to do the other role that you know that he that he fulfilled for him when Breeze was here, all right. Then he lost weight in order to be a quarterback, and now Sean Payton won't let him play quarterback. So I, I think you're right. Either he's hurt, or Payton just prefers Simeon. Either way, I'd be a little upset if I was if I was uh, if I was Taysom, right? You know, because the band's been telling him for years that he's going to be a quarterback, and he's not giving him that opportunity. Right. I, and Look, Gus. Before the season started, I don't. I didn't think that they had a starting NFL quarterback on the roster. I still think that, but I just wish they'd let Taysom play 
just sort of whining would stop. They don't have a good roster, especially on offense, and, and I don't think it matters who's playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'll say this, right? Um, I, the only thing that just keeps popping in my head, man, is it has to be the injury, right? Concussed, then now a foot. Because I'm with you at, again, he was one of the two people that you said was going to be competing for the starting job. Well, the other guys lost for the season. You would think that he would get that opportunity, right? He should. Hmm? I mean, you know, it seems to me you lose a little something with the team if you promise a guy something, and when he gets that opportunity, you don't give you know, you don't, you know, when he when the, when the opportunity presents itself and you don't give him that chance, that's, mm-hmm. that can't go over well with the other guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I like I said, I hear you. I um. And, 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 go ahead. Really, you can win games playing with a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, but just again, clearly, I'm not a coach. I don't know this, but mm-hmm. it, it appears to me that he he makes one read and then has to run, and if the run's not there, he just falls down. Do you know the NFL playing quarterback like that? Right. You. Okay. Well, thank you, Jack, for the phone call. We'll see what happens uh, moving forward. Again, short okay. week. I don't know. We'll see if you make the change move. I don't know. I, I I think if the offense struggles again in that first half, I, and he's – again, it's just it's about health. It's about health. I, 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 I just have to assume the fact he didn't throw a pass, didn't carry the ball once yesterday, he's not healthy. That's the only thing I can think of. And I understand the, well, he was our backup if Trevor gets, I, I get that. So, but again, you're getting smoked 27-7. Trevor's your backup if Taysom's in. Does that make sense? Uncle Earl, how are you today? Hello, sir. Hey, Goose, can you hear me? Yes, sir. How are you? Hey, good, man. Uh... Goose, I don't, I don't, I don't care who we got at quarterback, man. Mm-hmm. It's like me and you were talking. This is about the future, man. Look, you could have uh, Joe Montana, or whoever, but watching the game, Gus, the receivers are, are not getting any kind of separation. The offense, half the team is missing the offensive line. I mean, whatever, and and, and the defense can't stop the uh, RPO. I mean, oh well, maybe we have tape on. Hurst this year. He did the same damn thing. They carved his ass up. He, he could have ran for 300 yards. It's, it's you know, it, it's all about the future now, Gus. Look, we need a core. I'm not sold on whoever we got. We need, like me and you talk, they need to, they better go get Rodgers or um, your boy from uh, Seattle or try to get a big, big time because this yeah. organization plays Look, Super Bowls, Gus. Like they I said. want to get the damn Super Bowl. If Gus, if they get in the playoffs this year, they're going to get the ass kicked. I hope they, I hope they don't make the playoffs. They're going to get the ass kicked. Well, Uncle Earl, I, I, like I said, I think it's it's tough to look at a team that currently constructed with the team that they took onto the field yesterday. That it, uh, you're, I mean, you're you're not a playoff team, right? I mean, like again, no. bless the hearts of Landon no. Young and everything, but it was his first start and he looked like it. 
I mean, it is what it is. You don't have your starting tackles. Um, you know, Cesar Ruiz at times has played well, but this season has been inconsistent. And I understand he's got to play two different positions. I get it. Uh, you don't have your left guard that you started the season with. Now, some people can argue that might be better than not than the Matador. I understand. But my point is you're, you're struggling there. And then you have inconsistencies in other areas. You don't have Alvin Kamara. Ingram did as well as he can, but it, it, that's just tough, man. I mean, <laughs> that is just tough. Hey, Gus, and Ramp checks out and whatever. Hey, hey Goose, yeah. mm-hmm. and, would, and what, this is what I didn't see neither. And look, the defense was pretty much healthy, but they stood on the field too long. Mm-hmm. You, Gus, you don't see the motivation or the fire of this team, man. It's like they, it's like they don't have any. Well, like they quit, man. Like they, no, they I, I, I think, I don't know. to your point, though, I, I don't think it's they don't want to be there, didn't have the energy, but you, you bring up this very interesting point. We'll touch on it here in hour number three. When people text me, they need to bring in Taysom, they refer to pretty quickly that there's lack of energy. It's not that Trevor isn't, but his demeanor, you know, is it him? I don't know. But yes, to your point... An infusion of energy, an infusion of let's go, a lot of people feel heel would provide. Thank you for the phone call, Uncle Earl. Appreciate it. Hey, Goose, have a pretty good Thanksgiving, baby. You too, man. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Jimmy, we'll get to you at the top of next hour with the Sports Hangover and ESPN Williams. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. 